here here's the thing. Pete Davidson has BDE, which yeah. I think did a lot for him. Maybe Eric Andre is the next BDE guy. And, you yeah. know, we're breaking the news right here on Perspectives of Pop you Culture that first. Eric Andre is the next B- big dick energy dude in Hollywood. <laughs> okay, but was it? <laughs> I just can't take that seriously. Hi, Justin. Hey, Lindsay. This is pretty wild. Are you ready? Hello, cuties, and welcome back to episode four of Perspectives of Pop Culture. I'm Lindsay, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Justin. Hey, guys. How's it going? You know, this week felt like it was never going to end for me, Justin. How'd it feel for you? Um, Um, It went pretty fast for me. What's going on? I don't know. It just felt like it was never ending. I think it's the weather, and it's been stormy here my whole life and I just need a tan and I'm just getting like weather depression. That isn't it. There, it's called like seasonal depression. Seasonal disorder. depression. Yeah, yeah. Sad. Sad, which I would have totally thought doesn't happen in Hawaii, but here I am complaining. You know, you know, my recommendation is for you to never move to Washington then because it rains <sighs> all the time. Here's the thing. Like I love a rainy, cozy day. But like when your lifestyle in a a place like Hawaii is like you go to the beach for your happiness and that's taken away from you, it's just really hard. That does sound very, very difficult. And I'm sorry that your week seemed like it dragged on. It was your first week in your 30s. Yeah, that's honestly probably probably it. I was a really fun time for Gonzo this week. (laughs) He loved having me. Should I actually ask him that personally and see if he responds the same way? Yeah, I would love to know what he would tell you. Um, But I complained a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of complaints. There was a lot of crises and breakdowns. But, you know, we prevail. We we prevail. You prevailed. And that sounds like most people's first week in their 30s. So like, you know that I had a bad week because I didn't post one thing to Instagram. Like I didn't post personally post anything about my birthday I just reposted everyone else's because I'm not like convinced in my mind that that happened oh well I'm you know you did turn 30 thanks for the reminder (laughs) (laughs) okay anyways we both have some like really fun trends this week so I feel like we should just dive right in jump right in all right um can I start this week Please. I'm very excited because I almost brought this up last week, but out of pure disdain, I was like, no, I refuse to give this any more thought or time. But it continued to show up on my damn newsfeed all week long. Now celebrities are on this shit and everybody like I see them courtside at freaking basketball games. No. (sighs) And. What I'm talking about are the Astro Boy Mischief Shoes. And for those of you who do not know what I'm talking about, first of all, check your Instagram. You should know. It are those you big know. red rubber cartoon looking shoes that mm-hmm. have taken over. And first of all, they're like $300. Um, they're not easy to get. Even as a sneakerhead, um, 
yeah, they're not that easy to get. Uh, I know that Nico said that he really wanted us to talk about this. So this is me bringing it up. And here's the thing. The shoes come from the anime Astro Boy, which I never really was into, but that's where they came from. And I guess the whole idea of why they like made those shoes is right now we're really into like hyper reality and making mm. creative things as much like reality as we can. And to reverse that, they're trying to bring that sense of non-reality, that cartoonishness into reality. And so that's why this person designed these shoes. Wait, I am dying because I 1000% thought that Astro Boy were created, those shoes were created by Travis Scott because of Astro World. So I thought this was a Travis Scott thing. Am I wrong? Um, yes. <laughs> there, Wait, there's no so relation between the two. <laughs> no one oh told me about God. this cartoon. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Please just type in Astro Boy on your phone real quick so that you can catch up with the rest of society and know what, what the I'm hell we're dead. talking Wait, about. Wait, is this a cartoon like from Cartoon oh Network? Like, where is this cartoon from? Oh my God. It is an anime. <laughs> Dead. Oh, it's anime. <laughs> I said okay. that. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> He's like naked wearing <laughs> these boots. That's it. <laughs> Is this what people are supposed to style them like? <laughs> I just had some questions. <laughs> okay. I'm well, really dead. now that I know oh I'm God. dead fucking wrong, let's continue. <laughs> so, anyway. They made these boots. As far as the funny thing when they first came out, I was like, how do we style these things? And I saw some crazy ass outfits. And now I actually see people like kind of interweaving them into their everyday wardrobe. But the funniest videos would probably have to be people. Yeah, casually. People are just wearing them on the streets of New York. I don't they're not going to be in my rotation, but I don't think you've seen them on the streets of Santa Barbara. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. The funnier the funnier videos are people trying to take these stupid things off because they're not like designed like human shoes that are meant to be taken on and off. So you have people needing like people to pry them out of these stupid freaking shoes. Yeah, like are there zippers? How do you even get no, them on? No, you have to it is glue like, your foot. <laughs> you do. So you have to rub some coconut some oil. Vaseline. Yeah, all over your foot and slippity slide them on in. These seem so unpractical. And like I see a photo of someone wearing socks underneath. Like they're, you know how much sweat is probably pooled into their shoe right now? That's disgusting. Yeah, that's that's not it. So I guess this is a big no. I I mean, I appreciate them bringing the anime thing and the aspect into the sneaker community. And I, you know, I think the concept is really cool, but this is a no. For me. I feel as though that this would be a cooler concept as like a um, decorative piece, you know, like yeah. you put it on a cool shelf with yeah. your books and like your other sick shit and yeah. maybe like they're made into a vase and you put some flowers coming out <laughs> of Astro Boy's boots, but we don't need to wear these. No. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm also not a red person. So big yeah. ass red shoes are not. No. Except Justin, I hate to break it to you and to I because I also don't like red. It's like coming full force like we're gonna have to wear red again I refuse. if we want to be cool 
it, it's kind of like low rise jeans. If they bring those back, I, re, I refuse. Red is, it doesn't look good on me. I don't know why. It doesn't look good on me either. Like I'm already too white to wear red. Like it just brings out the redness in my cheeks and my face. And it's not the vibe for me either, but it's coming back full force. And there's like this theory that if you are a girl and you're waiting for your boyfriend to propose, paint your nails red. And then that's like, it's like an old wise tale makes them propose. I don't know. It's not on TikTok. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well. Women, please do not go around painting your nails red thinking you're going to convince the man boy that you're dating is going to propose to you. You guys are so, like, it takes forever. And then there's no, like, sneak peeks or something. And so we're impatient girlies. And if we feel as though that painting Mm -hmm. our nails red is going to help us in some way, like, I would do it. If Gonzo didn't right. propose when he proposed, I would have had n- red nails every day until he did. Good. <laughs> Good to know. Okay, well, I hate your trend. I don't think anyone should wear them. But I'm glad to... Trend nonetheless. Understand. Trend nonetheless. I'm glad to know about Astro Boy, unrelated to Travis Scott and Astro World. And um, that's something that I'll have to carry. Okay, my trend is the sober curious movement that we've been seeing people in like our generation and I'm seeing some Gen Z's too that are leaning more towards sober curiosity meaning they're decreasing their alcohol intake and you know probably supplementing with other things but the whole point is like decreasing their alcohol intake and being less a part of that like blackout drunk culture that I feel as though we lived through in oh college lived through and forgot yes lived through and forgot of course but i really like this because this is something gonzo and i kind of practice at home already i know you and jackie do as well like we have severely decreased our alcohol intake it started because we did 75 hard can't have alcohol alcohol for 75 days and we realized that we had never felt better i had never had more energy my skin had never been more clear I woke up feeling stunning and fantastic every day. And now I realize that whenever I do have an overindulge in alcohol or even just have like two glasses of wine, I can feel it and see it all over my body and my skin. Like it wreaks havoc. And I like this. Like I love a good mocktail. There's so many good alternatives on the market now that are non-alcoholic beverages that still make you feel special, like Ken Euphoric and what are the other ones, Justin? I know you splended. guys Splendid. Is it Splendid? No. I don't remember. Anyways, there's so many cute non-alcoholic brands that like still feel special for you to make yourself a mocktail. Like pour it up in your cutest glass and live your life without the acne and the headache the next day. I... I love I love your trend way better than my trend, but um, I think it's because you know we're starting to get older, and like for me, I for the like the last year and a half, two years, had drastically reduced my drinking because you know I have multiple jobs and was doing other things on the side. Mm-hmm. So for me to spend time drinking and feeling like shit, I just didn't have the time for it, and. Yeah. So like I would drink here and there and I would still drink like not heavily, but, you know, I would have a good time. And not yeah. until this year did I actually like stop drinking for over two or three weeks. 
And oh my God, the energy thing that you were talking about, Jackie's been getting compliments on her skin and like yeah. her skin routine ain't changed. Like it's the, yeah. she's been doing the same shit, but now the alcohol. So we're, we're all about the whole, you know, so, sober curious thing. And I kind of like the idea of not just blanketly saying like, I'm never drinking again and kind of yeah. you know, limiting yourself and feeling that like you're missing out sometimes, but you know, sober curious of, you know, I don't necessarily have to drink at home and have a glass of wine at home all the time. Literally, our drink fridge in our garage, you know what I'm talking about, is oh been sitting Oh my God, you guys, they have like the, the last... best drink fridge of my fucking life. Like, I love going over to their house because you go into their garage, first of all, they have a mini Costco in their garage. Like, they have everything. But they have this drink fridge with an ice machine as well. And it's filled with, like, June shine and all the wine you could want and cute beers and cute like little shandies and sours because they have cute labels that Jackie purchased that you guys don't really like but you keep them in the they taste like shit but they look cute but they're so cute but yeah anyways had to interject there no yeah yeah the drink fridge is collecting a lot of dust right now um and I kind of I like it and we drank a little bit for Jackie's birthday because she wanted a little Mm -hmm. bit of wine and I shit you not halfway through my first glass. I was like, whoo, I am tipsy. Yeah, no, it, it's so nice too, because you, it's also good just to have a reset because I think after COVID, especially like we all drank so much that my tolerance level was really high yes. and that's what's scary that now when I have one glass of wine, I can feel that I had a glass of wine and that makes mm-hmm. me feel overall just like better about myself, but I have like a lower tolerance and that my, my body is a fountain of health. Yep. But I really, Gonzo and I love making mocktails at home. Our go-to is very simple, very easy, but we do one-third kombucha, whatever kombucha you like, and then we do two-thirds sparkling water, and I love having some type of garnish just to make it feel even more special. So whether that be like Mm -hmm. fresh mint or basil or rosemary, or like dry some cute oranges and throw like a dried orange on there or whatever it is that you want to do. Put it in a cute glass, serve it with yourself at dinner. You're not going to miss the alcohol because Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, especially like having a a cute cocktail or a glass of wine is more about that experience, that like social setting of like, oh, I'm going to sit here and relax. Like it's a like a symbol of relaxation that I think we've all like come to know very well and replacing it with something like a mocktail in a cute way gives you that same feeling. But don't get us wrong, like, I love a bougie cocktail, but I love a glass of wine. Like, you offer me a glass of wine, I'm taking it, but I'm just trying to be better at home. No, I I agree. Like, we went to this really cute uh, dinner spot out in Joshua Tree called Kitchen in the Desert. And Jackie and I both didn't intend on drinking it all. And then they mentioned in-house made syrups. Oh. And we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Well, guess we're having one. <laughs> guess we're having it. Guess. So I think in those kind of situations, like, you know, we all like a cute mock or a cute cocktail moment and, you know, not limiting yourself totally and saying, oh, I'm not. We had to, we had a drink and it was nice. Yeah. Was it's it. not about depriving. It's about like taking care of your body. Absolutely. And not feeling gross the next day. So anyways, Love it. that's Love that. it. Yeah. Love our trend. I love your trend more than mine. I like talking about mine, but I don't like yeah, the trend you, itself. Your trend is wild. And I can't wait to see, like, for it to 
transfer over to the lay people in life and see how people like i want to see someone walking around in these and i want to stop them and ask them how they feel yeah and my next big question is like are they actually comfortable and are they history? actually astro boy fans or are they just here for the clout oh girl 90 percent of sneaker culture is fucking hype beasts and they drive you can point them out in a crowd they do it Facts. because they're rare and because they get status from wearing them and yeah no I don't know what status you're trying to achieve with these moon boots, but by all means. Do you, boo-boo? Well, we have a really fun um, story about fashion in general. I'll let you take this one away. Oh, my God. I would love the honor of talking about this because this honestly is like a really big deal because Louis Vuitton did an amazing job of having Virgil Abloh as its creative director. And if you talk to anybody I know personally, my wife, Lindsay, like Virgil Abloh is probably one of my biggest idols as far as somebody I look towards, you know, creativity wise. He had his fashion line. He was a DJ. He did all these amazing things. And And when he passed away, it was one of those celebrities that like, you know, I, I never really got when people got emotionally upset when a celebrity died because I was like, oh, you didn't know them personally. Like, why are you crying? Virgil Abloh is one of those people who I emotionally felt it for a few days. And totally. it really hit me. And so I was really sad when he left. And the show that they did for him afterwards where they had Kendrick Lamar playing, I've watched it at least three times. Uh, and so the goosebumps. Oh, absolutely. And so I was very curious to see where they went, because obviously they set this precedent of bringing in a man of color. And I was like, okay, are they going to just throw somebody else in there and have them drop the ball? Are they just going to pull back on trying to push, you know, the industry forward? And they announced last week that they are going to bring on Pharrell Williams as a new creative director. Which I'm really excited about that. Right. Like I first saw that and I was like, that's super dope. Like I'm also a big admirer of Pharrell Williams. I mm-hmm. use his skincare routine. Yes. He, <laughs> he is somebody who changed culture of what is considered like hip hop fashion because he kind of brought that skateboard appeal and said, it's okay to be a skater in black. And so I love that about him. But now I'm starting to read things that Louis Vuitton might've missed the ball with bringing him on. Why? So because Pharrell Williams already has a platform, he has his own fashion. He does like, you know, his own things on his own. Mm -hmm. They some people are saying that it would have been more beneficial for them to bring on like an actual black designer Mm. that doesn't have like this huge platform already. I mean, they could still do that because technically he's not he's not like the head designer. He's the creative director. So he just yeah, absolutely decides yeah. like which designs get pulled through and whatnot. So he could himself appoint that unknown black designer himself yeah. to create the pieces because he's not no, a designer. He has to work with those. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I, I, I totally agree. But so that's the like other side of what people are saying. But I was I extremely that, yeah. excited when I saw this. I'm interested to see where he takes the entire line like don't get me wrong i'm not into louis vuitton as a clothing brand yeah i do watch all the shows i like seeing what they come out with um so yeah i'm interested to see where they kind of go next yeah i'm interested to see what he does and like what his personal 
brand's going to be because Virgil's was so apparent. Like, you knew if when Virgil put his hands on something. Like, you knew that Absolutely. it was his design, his collection. It was very his apparent. Whole, like, collab with Nike and just... Yeah. Oh, just he had so, so great. many great collabs. Like, Virgil did Hailey Bieber's wedding dress. Like... Iconic. Iconic. And he literally started... Now every single bride is embroidering shit on their veil because of what yes. Virgil did for Haley. Oh so it's God. like he was he was the man. He was an icon. So it'll be interesting to see how Pharrell like makes his own way in this world. It is really interesting to me that Louis Vuitton's the one that's doing this on only mm-hmm. because they seem so boring and traditional with their monograms. But yeah. Like it's not, it's not really like one of my top favorite designer brands to sh- like look at for any type of Inspo. inspiration mm-hmm. or purchase intent, Yeah. but maybe that'll change. I know that they brought on Virgil originally to appeal to a younger demographic and I'm sure Pharrell is just going to be propelling that forward. So excited yeah. to see where they take this. Absolutely. So stoked. Absolutely stoked. Okay. This next story is hilarious to me and left field, left field. And I just feel as though we need to comment on it because it's amazing. Okay. So Kendall Jenner was spotted making out with Bad Bunny at a club. Time out. I heard like they were maybe in a situation ship, but you, so you're telling me they were seen actually like lip locked. Yeah. They were seen lip locked. Oh shit. And maybe they do have like some sort of situation ship and people are actually thinking because Kendall if you follow her on Instagram lately has been posting some like thirst traps and she's hot like Kendall never I needs mean, to pose a thirst trap but she was like yeah you you have to go look at her stuff and she's so iconic with her body in general that like everyone's like she must have a situation ship that she's trying to get his attention so that like he'll reply you know so then so, like she was doing that and then it came out that she like may or may not be in a situation with Bad Bunny, which is freaking hilarious to me. I never saw this coming. Did you? Absolutely. Well, can we talk about the fact that Bad Bunny is such a badass that he got Kendall Jenner to post thirst traps potentially? Yes. Like, okay. I have to admit, I'm not like the biggest Bad Bunny fan and I don't know, you know, much of his songs. I mean, Gonzo says I do, but in my mind, like I'm not a Bad Bunny fan. But yeah. at the Grammys, he was looking hot. Like, he does look like a Latin version of Brody Jenner. That made it weird. No, Justin, now <laughs> that I said it, go look and compare them side by side. Like I'm Brody correct. Jenner as in her brother? Yes, her half-brother. Mm. That doesn't make it any better. <laughs> you have to go look. But I'm God happy for it. Kendall to have a Latin lover. I can personally attest that they are the best. And I'm happy for you, sister. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I'm looking up a picture of Brody Jenner because I have Please to. Please do. <gasps> Tell me they don't. Tell me I they don't. I can't unsee it now. Told you. Oh, no. Well, you know what they say is like women tend to go for men who remind them of like admirable men in their lives. And it's not yeah. meant to be like a creepy thing. But and she so can't go after is- someone that looks like Caitlyn Jenner now. <laughs> well, she can't. <laughs> So she has to go for her hot brother. <laughs> Brody Jenner, by the way, he's having a baby with this like super hot surfer girl here 
on Oahu. If you guys were wondering. <laughs> For that random piece of information as I recover. Oh my God. That was great. Okay, so Bad Bunny looks like Brody Jenner and he may or may not be in a relationship with Kendall. I am upset because I was holding out hope for Kendall getting back together with Harry Styles. Um, But I see that that ship is saying so. FML. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, we have another Hollywood situation ship. Random as hell. Was a situation ship. Maybe not a situation ship anymore. Forgive me if I butcher her last name. Emily Ratajkowski. You just say Emrata. Imrata, there you go. Um, she supposedly was in a relationship with Eric Andre, which I feel like for most people, you would have to explain who Eric Andre is. Yeah. Did you I, know who like, he was? I recognize his face and like I've seen him before, but yeah. never in my lifetime did I expect him to be linked to the hottest woman alive. Uh, it honestly came out of absolute left field. He's a comedian, kind of off the wall kind of guy. Not I not somebody I would really consider like an A-list celebrity, but he's like he's famous. It literally Do you think she's trying to make him the next Pete Davidson? Like she's like, oh, he's ironically hot and he's funny. And so like that's the trend. Here here's the thing. Pete Davidson has BDE, which yeah. I think did a lot for him. Maybe Eric Andre is the next BDE guy, and you yeah. know, we're breaking the news right here on perspectives of pop culture that eric andre is the next big dick energy dude in hollywood (laughs) okay but was it (laughs) i just can't take that seriously i just if you guys don't know who eric andre is can you please go google him immediately and then tell us your thoughts um i don't get it but you know whatever makes honestly he's killing it i'm happy for him i'm happy for him He's got, you know, some great press with a hot girl. This is going to lead him to have other hot girls. So this is a good week to be Eric Andre. So it basically really what is. they did was, was it him or her that posted the photo of them on Valentine's Day? I think it was him. I don't remember. Posted a photo and he's like naked laying on the couch. Like, paint me like one of your French girls laying. It was her. I'm pretty sure it was her. It was her. And that, she's I like cried. further away. <laughs> And she's taking the photo, but you can see that she's, you can see her full naked body in the mirror. So you, yes. they're both, they're naked together. So obviously yeah. there's not much to say. Like they're naked together. So they hard launched their nude on Valentine's Day. Their couple's nude, which might be also a new trend. Would you post a couple's nude, Justin? You know, I'm going to not answer that question <laughs> for the entire world. Uh, I will turn that back around. And would you post a couple nude? No, because my mom follows me on Instagram and my mom doesn't need to see that. That's a cop out. That's a cop out answer. It was a good answer. Anyways, then apparently their situationship is ending. So it came at as us soon as, it as started. quickly as it's leaving. Yep. But that had to be just like a press thing. Because why else are they doing that? You know, just for funsies to fuck with us. I mean... Hey, it got us talking about it, so maybe it worked. Yeah, it got us. Pop Culture Podcast with 150 followers. <laughs> okay, next story is sad. Bruce it Willis is. 
um, ha- has like the official diagnosis of frontal temporal dementia. And I'm not going to talk yeah. about this. Justin is because he's in the medical field as a physician's assistant. And I have no idea what this means. So take it away, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you've been following Bruce Willis at all, he a while back stepped away from acting and his family kind of made that announcement that he's having some problems with aphasia, which essentially just means he's having difficulty either understanding words or using words. And so like when he's trying to think of the word microphone, he kind of struggles with it. So he was having all these issues and I'm sure they were running a slew of tests. And so finally that they kind of let the public know that he got diagnosed with this frontal temporal dementia, which long story short, is essentially early onset of diminishment in the frontal lobe of your brain, which has a lot to do with your personality, your response to things, like how, like your like overall response to things emotionally. And then it can also involve the area of your brain that deals with speech and language. And so understanding language and speaking. So, you know, it's really sad. It typically affects people who are younger. So it's like an earlier onset form of dementia and it, the symptoms tend to mimic Parkinson's disease. And it's it's really unfortunate um, and it's pretty sad. But I, I will say that it kind of humanizes celebrities to kind of know that they're just like us. They experience disease and heartbreak and sadness like we do. So and when you say that this is a younger disease, like, so Bruce Willis is 67. Is he mm-hmm. considered young to be diagnosed with this? Usually dementias, people who are in their like 80s, 90s, when you start well, mm-hmm. across the board, people start having dementia. So yeah, 67 is pretty young. There's other, I started doing a deep dive and there's some people who are in like their 20s and 30s who get diagnosed with sure. this. Yeah, it's it's something that, and it's something that, and it's genetic. So um yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. Bruce Willis is one of my favorite actors. I loved the Die Hard movies. My favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. That's all um, a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, the very first Die Hard takes place on Christmas, okay. a.k.a. I don't think I've seen it. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, it. Bruce Willis, you know, my thoughts go out to you and your family. Um, yeah. This one is definitely... Uh, I resonate with it just because I deal with neurology patients all day and I deal with a lot of patients with dementia. It's it's not only hard on the patient to like physically see a person want to say something and not be able to say it is heartbreaking because they're annoyed that they can't get across what they want to say. You get annoyed because they can't say things and it's it's hard on the patient. It's hard on the family. So my thoughts go out to you guys and that whole family and yeah, I feel for his family. Best. I feel like they have like a nice, um, close family. It seems like all the kids oh, yeah. and even um, his ex-wife. His uh, ex-wife really are all very Demi. close. Yeah. yeah. So really what's cool the? Does this, um, you know, like make his life expectancy shorter, or does it just mean that he'll have to live with this for the rest of his life? You know, I didn't come across whether or not it decreases your life expectancy. Um, But the idea is that as it progresses, you know, he's not going to have very much social function or ability to interact with people and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I I think that all plays a part, but I I can't speak to whether or not it decreases your life expectancy. I don't know. Mm. Well, thoughts and prayers go out to Bruce Willis and his family. 
Yeah. That was some hard news to receive this week. It definitely was. Especially because he's so young. Um, Moving on, Ryan Seacrest is leaving live with Kelly and Ryan. And Mark Consuelos is there to take his place, who is Kelly Ripa's husband. What are your thoughts? Oh, Inch didn't know that, first of all, that that's her really? husband taking his spot. No. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know that. Also... I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever watched an episode of their show. Okay. When I was growing up, I would be excited because it came out, came on at like 9 a.m. So if mm-hmm. I got to have a sick day or like there was no school or a fog delay or something, like I got excited that I got to watch live with Regis and Kelly. Obviously, Regis left. Regis has passed on. And then she had Michael Strahan. I never really, oh. I only watched like a few episodes when it was her and Michael Strahan. But yeah. when he left, he got like a job opportunity that apparently like Kelly should have gotten. And she threw a fit. Like it was so dramatic. I don't really know all the details, but it was pretty wild. I remember it being in the news a lot that she was like being a diva because he got this opportunity and she was basically upset with him. She was like, you're supposed to be here with me for the long haul. Cause that's what Regis was, you know, like mm-hmm. this was Regis's mm-hmm. life and this is Kelly's life. This is not a stepping stone to Kelly. So she got really frustrated when Michael Strahan left because he treated it as such. And then there was like a long period of them trying to find a new host and it ended up being Ryan Seacrest. This was doomed from the start. Like, so wait a minute. I feel like Ryan hasn't been doing it for that long because I almost remember, like, almost yesterday was still Michael Strahan. He's been doing it for seven years. Who, Ryan? Yeah. Damn, I'm old. (laughs) Yeah. So he's been doing Live with Kelly and Ryan. He's been doing American Idol. He's been doing his um, radio show every single morning. Like, damn. This man is exhausted. Also, I did some creeping on Ryan Seacrest this weekend, and he has, like, a really young, hot girlfriend. Of course. Yeah. So, Ryan needs a break, and he's stepping down, and Mark Consuelos is there to take his place. I am interested to see how this will go. Like, Kelly and Mark are always in the news for something so ridiculous and random. Like, they're like, they got a new rug, and Kelly showed it on her Instagram. Like, I don't know why people write this shit up about them, but they do. And it'll be interesting to see their actual dynamic in a professional setting. I'm unsure if this is something I would be able to do with my husband. What about you? Oh, hell no. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I, I don't mean that in like, uh, they say you shouldn't work with your spouse for a lot of reasons. And I tend to agree. Don't get me wrong. Jackie and I work on things together. We've done yeah. wedding events together and all yeah, that I stuff. Mean, but you're I married. Think, like you work on your lives together. That your Exactly. Career, but I think... A day-to-day career in it? No. This is this is what I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. In the morning, they're getting ready to leave the house, and Mark didn't refill the coffee machine, so the coffee didn't go off this morning. And now Kelly's pissed. And now Kelly has to go live on air with Mark, with the man that didn't make her coffee that morning, and they're in, like, one of those petty, stupid married arguments, and they're trying to get out of it, but they can't. Like, they're both staying stubborn, and now they're on air pretending. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Did you come up with that right now? Yes. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You know, like those like small little tiffs and then it's like, oh, we just need like a five minute break from each other. But instead now we're going into work. 
Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Why you don't work with your spouse. <laughs> and like this whole show is supposed to be like so like, I don't know, nice and playful and uppity. And like, what if they're just being mean to each other? Are you taking off your and glasses? Petty. Are you crying? <laughs> I'm literally, I've been crying this whole episode. <laughs> so anyways, good luck to Mark. Oh my God. Yeah. Good luck to you guys. Don't work with your spouse. <laughs> Work with your best friend instead. Or like, work, yeah. Or like work with your spouse, but like work in private. Like there, this is a very public job that like, I just have a feeling we're going to be able to sense when things aren't peachy keen in the Ripa Consuelos household. That's so awkward. I know. Did you know that Mark Consuelos is the dad on Riverdale? Did you ever watch that show? Jackie's obsessed with that show. Yeah. He's um high, high rim. The okay, rich sure. dad of... Uh. What's her name? Cammie Mendez. I, I don't know, know her name in the show. Veronica? Veronica. Got it. So that show's ending and he's going to start this, which is good for K- Kelly because obviously she's had an issue with keeping co-hosts since Regis. And now Mark is locked in. He can't just leave. That's his wife. Yeah, wait a minute. What if this doesn't work out? Does that mean he leaves the show when they get a divorce? Or does he just leave the show no, when no, they no. stay he can't leave. Like, <laughs> he's locked in for life. He locked in for life with Kelly. He's locked in with li- for life with live with Kelly and Mark. Don't do it. We should send prayers, thoughts, and blessings to the Ripa Consuelos household that they are able to bring pep and cheer into our homes every weekday at whatever time they go live. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well, that covers it for our pop culture this week, Justin. Yeah, that was, you know, some good, some sad, some really cool things, some situationships. But now, let's talk about a little bit of TV. Last yes. week... We kind of introduce you and its return to Netflix. And I kind of invited everybody to binge it with Jackie and I. And we have finished the first half of the fourth season. Leaves on quite a big cliffhanger. You find, so this entire season. Wait, so there's just a, you just watched half? Yeah, just half. So the the second half of the season finale? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So. This whole season, there's been this other killer who's been like taunting Joe and his character. And finally, you find out who it is in that last episode, which I didn't think they were going to reveal until is it Shay much Mitchell? later. Girl, she died in the first season, bro. Damn it. That would have been sick. <laughs> they missed out on that one. They did. Too bad. Darn. <laughs> it's not her. Okay. I'm not going to give it away for people who haven't watched yet, but you know, it, the show is good. It kind of pulled me in. I, I can't wait for the second half. It's somebody who I kind of suspect, suspected from the beginning. They kind of just left little hints and seemed a little creepy to me. Um, so I'm is interested to see. Is it female or male? Male. Oh. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where they take it. Because usually it's just... Joe dealing with his murders and him being the person who's killing people. So and can now you tell me why Joe murders people? So they they do a really good job of he does it out of love and they almost make no. him seem like he's the good guy in all no. these situations. At least that's what he convinces himself of is that he's doing it to save whoever or protect whomever. And so kind of like that other show with the man Dexter Dexter. But yeah, exactly. Dexter's killing serial killers and Joe's killing people he loves. It almost in like Shake Mitchell's character, he killed her in the first season because she believed or he believed that she was a bad influence on his girlfriend at that time. 
And so he killed her because she was getting in the way in between. So him Joe and thinks his, he's God. I don't know what Joe thinks, which is actually not funny, but you bring it up because um, Penn Badgley actually has been on the record a couple of times talking about how he doesn't like that Netflix is glorifying murderers and making you appear Netflix like sexually is. attractive. Yeah. They and are so, glorifying serial killers, <clears throat> murderers. Like, yes. It's really creepy. I just don't understand why we went into that creative direction, Netflix. Like, put some money into joy, love, happiness. I, yeah. And it, it was interesting for Penn to say something because obviously his character is that. And he says, you know, the. When with the show, you you're intended to kind of love Joe. He's that charming guy. He does it for these reasons. But then he kind of made the line or drew the line in the sand. Like differentiating between him and shows like the Ted Bundy show and the Jeffrey Dahmer show, because those guys, it wasn't that they were like killing out of some misguided love and protection. It was like those guys were like straight up serial killers. But through the portrayal of. Zach Efron being Ted Bundy and that other guy being um, Jeffrey Dahmer, they put these very attractive men in these roles yeah, and kind of gave them sex appeal. And so he was saying he he has a problem with that and that's not okay, which I, I, not, I don't disagree it's like, with that. It's like, cool, Ben, like, thank you for saying that, but you're at the end of the day cashing in the check for the same thing. That was my biggest thing. I was like, okay, you're the pot calling the kettle black. Like, yeah. You're Am I supposed to be like, ooh, Penn's so high and mighty noble cool. And, no, Penn, yeah. you're doing the exact same thing. I agree. So anyway, I still watch the show. It was good. I like it. Um, yeah. Interested to see the second half of the season airs in March, like early March. So we don't have to wait too long. Wow. Why did they do it like that? Just to... To build up drama and wait for people like you to catch up. And I guess like you prolong (laughs) the season because when you put it all out at once, it could be over that week because people are binging it. And then the next week it's something else. So I guess it's a smart move on Netflix's end to do that that way. But I wonder how Netflix feels about Penn coming out and saying those things. Or do you think they're like, sure, Penn, like keep us in the news, you know? Well, I I guess... I mean, yeah, it keeps him in the news, but I guess, you know, he's been very vocal about other things. Like at the beginning of this season, he requested with the showrunner to not have any more like intimate scenes because he's like all about fidelity with his wife in real life. And they're very accommodating to it. So maybe him coming out is will draw some attention and they'll listen. Who knows? But uh, go to therapy in the show and like not be a serial killer any longer. Doubt that. I, I honestly think they should end it with this season. So maybe. Who knows? Damn. Maybe yeah. this new killer that's taunting him just kills him. And he's like, that's the end of that, Tragic. bitch. <laughs> Tragic. But he's <laughs> Joe's the superhero or the hero in this he franchise. He doesn't seem very so. heroic with his murders. I don't, again, disagree with you, but that is how they portray him. Wow. Wow, not my vibe, but I'm happy for you guys that this is back on for you and that you have something to look forward to early March. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't watch anything, so. You didn't watch any? You haven't haven't been watching? Oh, you had a long week. I had a long week. I've been watching Andor with Gonzo, Mm -hmm. which is a Star Wars show (laughs) that I am. That's it? That's all you got? (laughs) Are you recommending this to the listeners or you're just, um, this is just a statement? 
I enjoy the show. Would I be like, you have to watch Andor? No. But it's a great show for Gonzo and I to watch. That's like 45 minutes. And, you know, stuff happens. I've watched a lot of these Star Wars spinoff shows with Gonzo. And I would say this is one of the better ones. Except I did like the Obi-Wan Kenobi one. Did that You're sound giving like such a glowing recommendation right now. I know, no, they were good. It's good. The set design, great. The costumes, wild. It's just a lot of action, and I'm not like an action girly, but it's been carrying over into my dreams. And I had like in Andor, he has to break out of a prison, and in my dream, I had to break out of a private school that was trying to control me. So it's like, it's my dreams are just getting weird. So that's where my um, hesitation is with recommending it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That is a very interesting dream. Jackie also tends to dream a lot about what she watches on TV. Speaking yeah. of, a new, uh, the new season of Outer Banks is coming later this week. And well, that'll give you happy dreams, right? There's no murder Yeah, she, she had a dream about treasure hunting one time when we were watching the previous seasons. So I, know I never exactly watched it. Should I, should I watch them? I think you'll like it. It's like, it's, you know, the standard, like, young adult love, like, thriller. Does it feel like kind Riverdale without the murders? Or, like, Pretty Little Liars without murder? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, l- there is somebody who had died in it, but it, that's not the focus. Uh, but yeah, it's very much kind of like Riverdale and um, uh, Pretty Little Liars. Absolutely. I, I would recommend it. It's okay. a pretty good show. The actors in it are pretty good. It's, you know, standard Netflix show. It's decent. Okay. Wait a well, minute. I'll watch that. Time out. Speaking of Netflix, oh. I finally watched that movie that you watched oh. last week. Okay. What does it got? Your place or mine? Your place or mine. I think the word you used last week was umbrages. Yes, I had some umbrages. I have nothing but umbrages for this damn movie. Nothing but. I'm so sorry. 15 minutes in, I was like, this movie is cheesy as fuck. <laughs> Like the lines are cheesy, the actors aren't believable, and the thing is, is like Reese and Ashton are very good are good actors. Their characters were not believable at no. all. Like I was not invested. It, like Ashton's was trying to portray this like guy who didn't give a shit kind of, but like he wasn't even good at portraying not giving a shit. He gave a lot almost. of shits. Yeah, and it just I didn't like that. Um, like you mentioned before, the final scene, horrible. Awful. It was just awkward. So awkward that it's like, oh, I almost wish you didn't have this scene. Like, oh my God. It could it have just, been so many other things. Yeah. So that those are my two main umbrages. My third umbrage is, I'm sorry, she should have went back to California, picked up her kid and married Dr. Avery. Okay. I know that's not his name I in this show. Say, you, he's not a doctor. <laughs> He's the editor I don't give or a something. Shit. Publishing He's out. an editor of his own thing. I don't care. You should have went with Dr. Avery. That is a beautiful man. I agree. Offering you a beautiful fucking life. Beautiful life. Probably a new wardrobe too. Didn't you hate her clothes? Okay. I didn't. So this is my thing with her wardrobe. I didn't hate her wardrobe. I think it fit the character she was trying to play. The kind of like LA. No, no. Earthy. Mom in LA is dressing like a Karen. Yeah, I feel like the ones who are like an earthy, like teacher works at a school, only yeah, cares about their they're child. Cool shit, still. Like they're bohemian, and they're like 
in linen. Look, I think I've seen women in Santa Barbara wear that stuff, like moms. So it it didn't look Where that far off to me. Don't get me wrong. I would not pick that for yeah. Jackie, but... You know, I didn't didn't have as many umbrages with the wardrobe selection as you did. Okay, well, if you guys watched it, will you let us know? Because we're just having conflicting feelings because we love Reese and Ashton, but that movie sucked, okay? It was not good. We said it. It was not great. So anyway, we're moving on very quickly from that on to our last uh, little TV movie. We got our first look at Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn on the new Joker movie, Joker movie which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. I know Gonzo's excited about. It's probably one of my favorite superhero genre movies with how well Joaquin Phoenix portrayed the Joker. And I'm very stoked to see how Lady Gaga brings the Harley Quinn character to life. Why are we getting a new Harley Quinn? Like, why, are, why aren't we keeping, what's her name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, she was in the movie with like Will Smith and all that stuff, and I'm completely drawing a blank on her name. I know. Um, so these are operating separately from those movies. So not to get into like DC canon and, you know, the multiverse and all that stuff, but the Joker movie is technically taking place in a different DC universe than like the rest of the DC movies. Mm. So it's not supposed to be coherent with those stories. And so there's going to be different actors and different people portraying them. And so it's completely separate from those movies. So, Okay, well, I'm interested to see how Lady Gaga plays it. I don't like still just don't think of her as an actress, even though like she was really good in A Star is Born. But that was a a person acting as a as a songwriter and a yeah. singer, which is what she yeah. is. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see her in a play a character that she's not at all. Exactly. In her real but life like, and see if she can actually act. First of all, it was Margot Robbie who played her. Margot before. Robbie. How do we forget yes. that? I, I don't know how, but I will say that Harley Quinn's character is supposed to be this kind of mental break patient, or she used to be a psychiatrist and she treated the Joker and yes. then he kind of converted her and she went crazy her own self. And I, I saw the one with Margot Robbie. Oh, you saw the one. So I actually think Lady Gaga can pull this off. Yeah, it kind of is like a cosplay of her music videos. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, that's why I'm kind of excited. I think it'll take everybody by surprise. So I'm very yeah. stoked. Okay, so. happy for you, Lady Gaga. What's her real name yeah. again? Whose real name? Lady Gaga. Her name's not Lady Gaga. Girl, I thought that was on her birth certificate. <laughs> No. Okay, I have to look that up. Okay, you want to talk about sports? Because I have nothing on sports. So you can just tell me what happened with sports this week. Thank God it was All-Star Weekend. Otherwise, I would have been zilch for sports. So, I mean, to be all honest, I don't think that many people give a shit about All-Star Weekend. No, we can keep this brief. Yeah, none of the guys that I know in my life who watch sports really watch All-Star Weekend. It's kind of just like, eh. So I think the one biggest thing that we can talk about is the guy who won the dunk contest, which yes. we showed you his picture yesterday. I shit you not. When I started seeing it on my newsfeed, I was like, oh, they, they started a new like dunk contest thing where they just bring somebody out of the crowd and Literally, see if they can they, dunk. They went to the local high schools in Virginia yeah. <laughs> and plucked them out of there. Like, 
I, that's what, and then I started looking. I was like, wait a minute. This dude actually plays basketball. Wait, he's actually a pro athlete. Wait, can you tell me, does he play for an NBA team? Yes, he plays for Philadelphia, I believe. Wow. Okay, yes. we have to put a picture of him up on our Instagram for people to understand why we were so shook. This man, shouldn't even say man, he looks like a child. He looks <laughs> like he went to Supercuts, got a haircut with his mom after school, picked up an ice cream, and went home and did his homework. But instead, he's out here winning the dunk contest. And and to be told, like, he did an amazing job. Like, he put on a show. He His dunks were dope, which I think in today's society is hard to do because you can only do so much with the human body and dunks can kind of get repeated. But he did an amazing job. It was just he totally came <coughs> out of nowhere. He, he totally came out of nowhere. Like, I had no idea who this guy was. Gonzo sent me something like in his total career, he's made like 106K. And in that one night for winning the dunk contest, he made almost as much, like 100K. Like He's killing it. Good, good for him. There was a clip of um, Shaq talking to him beforehand saying like, dude, don't nobody know your name. This is your chance to put your name in everybody's mouth. <laughs> hey, no one knows you. Do something sick. This is your moment. And he did it. He took that moment and ran with it. So I don't think I we've even that. said his name yet. Mac McClug. McClung. McClung, good for you. He literally looks like the guy from White Man Can Jump. So perfect, <laughs> perfect. Cong- exactly, congrats he to him. Needed it. <laughs> I'm dead. So that's that's pretty much all I got. The celebrity game uh, was okay. Sure, there's a bunch of celebrities in it. That it's kind of just them screwing around, and then yeah, I the, was gonna uh, say, who do they do this for? Like, are they raising money for like charity, I or are they just like putting on a show? It goes, yeah, it goes to charity and stuff like that. And then the um, all actual All Star game, it was Team LeBron versus Team Giannis, and Team LeBron won. Um, yeah, Giannis didn't even get to play because he had like a wrist injury or something like that. And then these games, they score like a hundred plus points because nobody plays defense because nobody wants to get injured. So it's just them like throwing lob dunks to one another and having having fun. And it's like fun to watch, but woo. Woo, sports. <laughs> okay, that's great. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Those are things I needed to know. Yes, absolutely. Um, anyways, to wrap it up. Moving on. To wrap this thing up, this week we're going to invite you guys to take a note out of my trend of the week and make yourself a fun mocktail to replace an alcoholic beverage. Very simple. I will throw up some fun mocktail recipes that I've done that I've posted on my personal Instagram. Justin's made a bunch. He's going to make one for us too and throw one up. Um Absolutely. Take the easy way out. Buy yourself some kombucha and sparkling water and get yourself a cute garnish. Honestly, and if that's you all do this, wow, Justin, look at look at us doing marketing. If you do this, take a photo of your cute mocktail and tag at pop underscore podcast underscore and said, made me do it. And I will repost all of you guys to my hundred followers. Okay. Love this. Do it idea. for the clout. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's all do it. Ironically, Jackie just got a uh book of non-alcoholic cocktails from From somebody for her birthday from tosh yeah yeah, yeah. thanks so yeah thanks tosh so she got that and so we'll be making some cocktails from that this week we're pretty excited about i love that i'm gonna be there this week so i'm gonna be 
Okay. Having some mocktails with you. Yeah, nice. So we invite everybody to do that. And then with that being said, you guys, this is episode four of Perspectives of Pop Culture. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, when you guys are done, definitely head over to our Instagram. Give us a like, a comment, engage with us, talk Follow. to us, chat. We love a good DM here and there. Um, if there's any stories like Nico coming to us with the uh, Astro Boy shoes, if there's stories you guys want us to cover, hit us up. We, you know, we want to make this a collaborative process, you know? Yeah. Let's collab, you guys. Let's I love a good collab. collab. So, yeah. So thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I'm very excited because Lindsay is coming to the mainland this Friday. And that means we have some surprises for you guys coming up. So we're super stoked about it. Ooh, we're giving a little listening. surprise sneak peek. Oh, yeah, just a little something. A little sprinkle. Just a little mischief. sprinkle. So stay tuned. Surprise is coming up. And thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye. Bye.